0: This is our tenth podcast. I'm so excited. Made it. Yeah. (laughs) So. Unsaved files. (laughs) Our non-aste moments. (laughs) Hey, that should be another podcast. We should talk about our non-aste moments. Like where we've been terrible and the amount of times we've gone wrong. That'll be a full season.
1: Oh my god, that would be so cool. Guys, let us know if y'all are interested in
0: hearing our non-asking moments because we have a lot to share. I say we put it out there. Uninvited, just like this podcast. Always. That's how we roll. Let's get right into it. Karu, we have a huge group coming in today. Okay, so
1: today I'm actually bringing on a couple of my very, very close girlfriends and they're people who have been there for me and they're people who I will always be there for and not only are they amazing successful people who are living our they they're also like very bright, very positive and they've just been killing it out there and and we all like show up and support each other and we're here to share some of our craziness with you guys today
0: Can I sing a song to welcome them? please do I think they would love it I'm just kidding I'm gonna sing it later. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> bring them uh, on
1: uh, welcome to the podcast nikita seven and malvika i know we've been friends for years now i'm really happy that everyone finally has access to all of our chats because so they are pretty entertaining Okay, to start with, I think we're going to flip the order because this is our finale podcast. So, I want you guys to tell me about your Aste moment. So, an Aste moment is essentially a moment that you spend alone, which brings you a lot of peace, joy, and happiness, and could essentially be any moment where you're fully present and content with your life. So, like watching the sunset, yoga, uh, Eating chips on the couch and watching Netflix, meditation, anything. Hi, uh, so I can start first. My name is Malvika. Uh, my Aste
2: moment will be walking down in my building. Uh, due to lockdown, there's not much to do. So every evening I go for a walk down and I think it's a time where I feel fully present because there's so much greenery around me. And at that time, I listen to podcast. I have been listening to Aste podcast and I've already been enjoying it. Uh, so that's what I would say is my Aste moment.
1: That's amazing. Our first fan. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Nikita. Yeah. And uh, my Aasday moment is basically anything outdoors and in nature. I love uh, going for treks, being on the beach, uh, going for a run. But of course, because of lockdown, we've got to change all of that. Um, so things like going on my terrace for a walk, uh, reading a book, and yeah, just that makes me very happy and content nowadays. And Sim, so, so I think I had an awesome moment this morning where I put on a face mask and put on like rose water cotton pads on my eyes and listened to guided meditation, which was amazing. And I felt so like calm and content and happy that I was like safe and secure and surrounded by people I love. So I think that was my after moment for the day for sure. I love it. These are such cute moments and I'm really excited to do this podcast with some of my best friends. Welcoming you guys all here in the vibe space. Let's start with discussing your relationship with your body over the years. Uh, It could be physical, mental, anything and what kind of evolution you've been through. So I think Kanpre, you would relate. I think my body's been through a massive evolution even in just the past year in terms of dietary restrictions, fitness, et cetera. But I never had the healthiest relationship with my body. Now I feel like I've just learned to kind of accept it. And work mm. with it and love it, which I think really helps me feel more confident, sexier, happier with what I
2: with what I do, what I wear, etc. I think very similar mm. to Simran as well. In my body, I felt I feel like it's gone through an evolution in the past, like seven, eight years. So I grew up really chubby. I was quite overweight when I was small. Finding clothes and everything was a big challenge for me. Was a like, struggle. Yeah, I remember one time in like high school there was prom and I went shopping and there were no dresses for prom so I had to literally stitch one from the tailor. And
0: like yeah, I so used sad. to get my pants
1: stitched when I was younger because I never found pants or jeans my size. So yeah, I think the struggle what that was is. so real. And what I realized is that like all four of us actually have very different body types. Yeah, and they definitely come with each of their own struggles for sure. Yeah. I think Nikki, I feel now, like you've had a pretty consistent body so over the So I was so basically with me I think I've always had I'm very sporty so I've had a healthy relationship with my body but it's also been very frustrating because I do struggle with PCOS so when there are mm-hmm. periods where I'm lazy and I'm not consistently working out you see that results like on my skin or my body and I immediately so I have to make a conscious effort to work out regularly So I just want to ask, at any time in your life, did you feel like you had to change your appearance or did you feel pressured to look a different way based on social norms? Oh, hell yeah. I feel like growing up, I was a chubby kid. so There was always like,
2: oh, why don't you lose weight? Oh, it's super unhealthy. Yeah, I think very similar to Simran. Like I was quite overweight actually. So when I was in high school, like 11, 12, and I saw everyone around me being like super skinny and like wearing really good clothes and Uh, I think that was a time when I felt like I really felt the pressure like my mother took me to a nutritionist to lose weight. And then by second year of college, when I lost like a ton of weight at that time, that's when I really felt like, okay, I fit into society, shopping is really easy. Because when I was small, like even finding clothes, like, you know, tops and all was a big struggle. Like extra large was like, so yeah, I
1: think society made it difficult. I feel like body positivity <laughs> was never a thing. Nikki? I feel like for me, it was definitely the opposite. I was very confident with how I was, but I just feel like, I, you know, there is no perfect body that you have to be because, mm. um, it, you know, it's always like, oh, you're too fat or you're too skinny. So there was a point where people would always point out, like, oh, you've lost so much weight or you look so much skinny and I'm just like, and for me, that does make you conscious you know like you want to work out more um you want to look stronger and but what are you trying to be you know because I just feel like no matter what you are someone's always going to pass a comment and it's never going to be perfect for somebody or anybody that is really too like you can be too, fat, too
2: thin too short too tall too dark too fair <laughs> like there's never anything
1: which is good enough for society you just have to be happy and comfortable yeah yeah there's no end to it right like the whole makeup mm-hmm. industry the whole fitness industry it's centered around our need vanity. to sort of fit in yeah and vanity
2: I think that's really true like even on that show this is us we watch it a lot my mother keeps seeing Kate and Kate is like you know a little uh, overweight a little overweight and my mother keeps asking because I think she's grown up so much the society norm she's like do you think in real life she's actually this like this is how her body looks and I'm like yeah and she said, "Do you think she's happy in life?" I'm like, weight does not equal to happiness. Mm. So I think just the norm of like how you look equals to how happy you are. Like you can be plum and still
1: be happy. So uh, I think society plays a role. Or the be skinny and still be unhappy. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. That's so true. And also like those comments about like you know you should smile more or like you know like oh I hate it's just- <laughs> It's so unrequired, like, like, yeah, it's like, honestly, I think everyone needs to, need to learn how to mind through. their own business. Exactly. and okay, I, I was like a really fat kid too. And I feel like it was so irritating that mm-hmm. even though I was okay with it, no one else mm. was okay with it. You know, yeah. And at the true. time, I didn't have that mindset to like, eat healthier, be healthier, live healthier, whatever. I was just happy. I was like in my own life bubble. Like I was really satisfied with myself. And there was a point of time when that switch happened. And then I did get healthier. Now I'm like happy with my body, etc. But... There was a long time when even if I was happy, no one was happy for me. No one
2: else was happy, yeah. Completely agree with that. Especially I feel like families, like with friends, but like my family put so much pressure, especially because when I was growing up, I was like the only fat one among all my cousins and my siblings. So I remember like I used to not go for dinners because I was so upset about my weight and like my parents were like, you know, to get you married is going to be so difficult. And like because the culture that we live in, like being a girl, you have to be thin. Otherwise you'll not get mad and, like honestly, boys are like can be fat and that's all right. I think it plays a big role.
1: If you're like short or if you're, you know, overweight, if you're too skinny, like I have cousins who like get told, like, oh, you need to like put on weight, like eat something. Just eat something. Yeah, yeah. I get told that all the time.
0: I like imagine
1: imagine that just look like that. It doesn't. I'm pretty healthy. I eat as much as I want to. And I'm, you know, I'm working out hard, especially for the far fast three, four months, I've been working out really hard. So when someone says that, oh, you're so skinny or like, I don't see why you're working out. And it's just, I don't know, it's so insulting. There's a misconception that people only work out to be thin. You work out to stay physically and mentally fit. And that's the most important thing at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Malvika, you spoke about like Indian families and how you know there's so much pressure, like not just from society, but from within the house, like you know, from where you live. Even the pressure to conform within your own home, your own space, that can be really tough. I remember as well when I was younger, a lot of the times, you know, my mom would be like are you sure you want to eat that? Or like, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of my,
2: honestly, like till around 16, 15, 16, a lot of my childhood went into that. Like I grew up as a pretty uh, athletic kid. Like I would win first prize in all races. But then when I started growing up in like 70th grade, I started discovering food and really enjoying food. And by the time I reached 11th, I was like really overweight. So like those three, four years that I was trying in the middle of like, you know, being overweight and trying to lose weight. And I heard this every single day, like every single day, my parents would tell me, oh, don't eat this, don't eat that, or lose weight. Like they literally sent me to a dietitian and I didn't want to go to a dietitian, which was really good in a way, but they forced me to do it. And I remember like just standing on that weighing scale on every Saturday morning at 11am and just hoping like my weight would be one, one kilo down, like one kg kg lower and like my dietitian will message me every single day asking what have you eaten, maintain a book and I feel I was so young, like only 16 years old. It's, it's a really,
1: lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a it lot. It was just
2: really uh, a difficult period and also like growing up a little more dark skin. I feel like Indian has it, like, society is so distinct about skin, the color of your skin as well. So like my mother would literally like when I was growing up, she would put like bread and like Malayan bread and scrub my skin <laughs> because they wanted me to be fair. Oh, so oh. yeah it's actually growing up like in the society i think they just put so much and now like dark skin is actually celebrated because you see across the world now people are yeah like, it has become much sexier now. yeah but at that time i feel like people didn't know much
1: and i don't blame my parents because they also didn't know much at that time i agree i think it's so hard and just just having that acceptance now and being in like a better place now i think it's good For our mental health, I think you have to go through the process to learn and accept yourself. For sure. Like now I will not buy. I I think think when I was small, I
2: was uh, often like in the 10th, 11th. You know, when you have like weddings, you have these makeup artists who like make your skin white and that was celebrated and now even as like, make it more natural make it more natural so yeah i think you we are all moving to a place where we want to look natural like makeup industry is mm-hmm. also changing like we're telling artists like don't put too much makeup make us look natural that's the thing
1: of how it's moving, yeah. which is great like People should be natural. So a lot of us are like avoiding dairy and you know, we're <laughs> always and we're very open about it now. We're quite a, un- a unabashed up. about it. <laughs> like, you know. Dairy uh, gluten. Like, yeah, we are. It is what it is. It makes us happy, it makes us feel good internally and externally, and that's what's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, love I love how, how i unapologetic about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, we shouldn't I be apologetic. to be honest it. with you. I love cheese, guys. I just had burrata salad for lunch. <laughs> that.
1: I looks saw that. Bad it way. looks so good. It looks so good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think yes. cheese loves us back as much as we love it. Yeah, it, it doesn't. <laughs> I think in, in, moderation,
2: cheese. <laughs> in moderation it's good like I would not have it every single day of my life yeah. but I think
1: like yeah. twice a week or something it's it's fine exactly and those cheat moments are like so important as well right it's not just then about your, your physical health yeah I completely agree I feel like if you're overly strict and I used to be this person a few years ago I was like I won't have dairy at all I can't have gluten at all yeah. and- at all, and yeah. it just that's so unhealthy mentally as well. Like yeah, your body reacts so badly if you do eat it. Yeah, so I sure. guess It's just about finding that perfect balance where you feel good and look good. And that's different for each and every one of. them. And I think it's okay. It's okay as long as you're happy and you're satisfied. I don't think you need to, especially like when the days just blur into each other now. That's very true. Yeah, and how would really you describe great. your styles pre and post lockdown? i think i've become more ex- extra post lockdown for damn sure so when you were extra i went mean,
2: before lockdown but i don't think that must have taken yeah, much, <laughs> so
0: much fun. I've I've got more
1: extra because i'm just like anywhere i want to go i want to get all dressed up even if i'm coming Maybe. to your house i'm gonna be all dressed up and
2: gone. we saw that in goa simon i
1: mean why not my clothes are yeah, why, I not? yeah why not i'm yeah. sad not wearing them they are sad not wearing these so like what i mean, as well go all out every time i go out the personification of simon's clothes feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: it but i think i agree with simon like now when you go out you do make an effort then like before i think because you were not going we were going out so often you didn't really it didn't matter what you were wearing so much but now you go out so rarely like it becomes an occasion mm-hmm. like going out has actually become equal to like going for a wedding mm. because it doesn't happen so often. yeah now. So it it's become fun to dress up, like wear heels. And I was never into heels. I've become into heels very recently. So I'm enjoying wearing heels even if I go for like a casual person's house or something like or that. Or
1: dinner. I feel like for me, it's the opposite. I used to love dressing up, wearing heels over the weekend. And now, just because of everything, I've become a little more laid back. And I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Just not having to wear makeup all the time. Uh, swapping in heels for sneakers. I, I see you with your book and stock vibes, Nikki. <laughs> yeah i just bought a pair of Birkenstocks and carry i carry them, them off. to you all carry my them hate them so well. i look like a thank freak you. i look like a freak you carry them off and they're a cute <laughs> color thank you <laughs> everyone needs to get a pair so have have you been shopping like where where would you shop for your like lockdown wear your lounge wear etc i
2: think my shopping habits have changed a lot like now i look for uh, like because we go out so little i spend a little more on clothes than i would have like my favorite brand before Lockdown was Zara, and I have not bought anything from Zara since a year. So i because you go out so less, you don't mind spending a little more. So now I'm looking for lots of sustainable clothes and quality clothes, and like I don't mind splurging a little more to have that one outfit that I can wear like even ten years down the line. So that way, my uh, shopping
1: style has changed. I feel like I buy slightly more dressier clothes because now with work from home, etc., you don't really need so many everyday day clothes. So I feel like I buy things that are more wearable maybe on a holiday or when you're going out for a dinner or even I don't know like a wedding outfit and I think not traveling has really impacted my shopping style in terms of I look Mm. for more Indian brands more sustainable brands like Madhika said things that you can wear a couple of years down the line as well. So better quality over quantity. Yeah I have to agree with both of them. I feel like now this last year has just given us so much perspective on how little we need yeah i'm just not spending as much time on play- like on fast fashion anymore uh just you know things more quality like loungewear better loungewear better shoes if i do travel then maybe stuff for travel but yeah over the last year i really haven't shopped as much and we think our sheen days are over guys <laughs> I love shade <laughs> for beach wear, honestly. I love it for beach <clears throat> holidays. I won't lie, but I mean, no access to it anymore. So, <clears throat> guess they're over. I know that is sad. Because they have some cute stuff for holidays, yeah. Very cute stuff. Very cute stuff to wear on the beach a couple of times. You take so many pictures when you're on the beach. You take lots of photos. a <laughs> I, I,
2: I do not. You better not rock <laughs> to take a photo in Goa. None of us will ever do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> oh my god, I thought going to break my hair. <laughs> It was such a good picture though. Such yeah it was a great such, photo it was so worth it it was so worth it okay but coming back to sustainable fashion do you feel that uh, at this time in your life you don't really know when you will use the outfit next so is that something that you think about like oh I don't know if I'm going to get to use this outfit this weekend or I don't know if you know that vacation's actually ever going to happen so I need to get something that I could even wear like two years from now for sure you don't know if sure. yeah you really don't know when you're going to wear it this weekend Forget you don't know if you're going to
2: wear it next month i feel like even like yes. thinking about like three four years down the line honestly like i'm buying clothes thinking i can wear it like three four years later um, and like in any changes like once you get married or something i'm literally buying clothes thinking of all of that in mind because you don't there's so much uncertainty around everything so just making sure you're not spending money on like one weekend versus like thinking of long term more than short term right now yeah
1: and also like yeah. yeah um so i'm also spending a lot yeah. of base and stuff like that that I can wear more frequently and that can withstand the frequent washes and stuff like that. Like I don't want something that okay maybe in six months I'll wear. It. I want something that yeah I can wear this every weekend or I'm, I'm at home. I want to be able to wear this t-shirt as often as I can. How many purchases have we made that we've never worn? Like I think like partially our cupboards <laughs> are full of things that we've never worn and then we can't For show sure. because of the guilt of having never worn. It's that. so sad. It's so sad. It is so sad. I have like
2: suffering a forever twenty one days that I've never worn. <laughs> <laughs> I have a T
1: shirt that I've been wearing since I was sixteen. Oh, that's actually amazing. That's yeah, really it's cool. crazy. What is it? Like, it's a white. Um, it's a white round neck, and it has a sequined frog on the front. It's very. Really yeah, cute. I want to see it. Of course, Simran's like forever T shirt has sequins on it. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. Okay, if you had to spend your entire life. In potentially one outfit, what outfit would it be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Oh god. Yeah. That's a very tough one. Forever, ever a nice bandage dress, <laughs> or a lehenga. A lehenga, forever, forever. A lehenga. That
2: is very similar. A forever, that's forever. 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 It's so comfy. I would say like a nice. Uh, track pant or sweatpants mm. set or something like that. I'm really liking all the coordinated ones right now.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cute. I think for me it'll always be a jumpsuit. I love jumpsuits and I feel like you can all that, always dress them up, dress them down. They're so comfortable. Only difficult when you have to pee but... <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> once you wear. Um I think I would wear plazos and like a t-shirt or like a cami. Okay. No, you look out. really
2: cute in palazzos and a crop top.
1: Yeah, like but the like I would wear something loose and comfy that you know I can like potentially move in. That's like greedy, airy. Maybe a jacket layer on top. Nice, cute, forever. Yeah, exactly. If you have to dress up, change up the jacket. Like I don't know, borrow some sequin stuff from you guys. I guess, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> so where would you shop pre lockdown? In India, Zara. In India, Zara because the options are limited sadly the options are pretty limited yeah sadly yeah I feel like we were like wherever whatever works you know and now we because we're so limited in what we can buy and we're so mindful about it it's just I don't know I feel like for everybody our perspective has just changed because initially, we'd go, like, we'd enter any shop, we'd mm-hmm. buy whatever. Yeah, I just think it's different now. That's so true. Like, online shopping is such a game changer. A hundred percent. Yeah, and, and also social media. For buying feel, things. That's very true. I feel like Instagram does get you in. And you also discover And, like, so introduces you to so many brands. brands.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so Bunzi's Indian. Now, like, you see lots of brands that, like, Indian brands that are making Western clothes. And, like, before when you travel, like, you never notice them. But now, because we're in lockdown, like, you're actually noticing them and
1: they really have some good stuff sometimes. Is there something that, with the evolution and acceptance of your body, you uh, feel comfortable in now that you wouldn't wear while you were growing up? Boyfriend jeans. I never thought I could carry them off pre lockdown until I actually tried a pair. You look great They're so teeth cool, on you. Yeah. 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 I, be- I always thought, like, I feel like I looked super, like, chubby in them. And like I was too short to tie them off, but I think I kind of found how to style them and how they look good on my body type and then can't do without them anymore. Yeah, they're so comfy.
2: I've become very yeah, into like yeah. these loose midi dresses <laughs> because I want to be comfortable. They're cute on you. Yeah, so I've been trying to find like loose ones, which before I thought are very like not for my age, but now I think we've I went to the age of being old, so I've like been sh- but looking at them all, like which is nice as well, but they're
1: also comfortable, and not sticking. Because there's body. no such thing like you have entered the age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're old, yeah, please don't say that. Yeah, please don't say that. Yeah, please don't. Sit. Please don't say we're old. We're gonna send yeah. you some bandage dresses. <laughs> I'll send it right yes. back to you about it. looks bomb and bandaged. I don't mind. So, I don't mind. <laughs> so please take it back. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I can't believe surprisingly, I was never the person who would wear a pair of sweatpants. I don't know why. And now I just bought my first pair of sweatpants. <laughs> and it sounds really silly. But <laughs> I was like, I never want to be that person who wears sweatpants. Even at the airport, I never want to be that person. And now I'm this person. My sweatpants and my balkan stocks, guys. It's a local Airport look. How California. you going to What about that's... you, Karupriya? I feel like crop tops. I never wore crop tops. For the longest time, yeah, I maybe. just felt like they didn't suit my body. I looked horrible in them. Um that's a lie. No, that's you don't. Lie. That was in your head. You look bomb yeah. in them. It was in your head. I just felt super conscious in them. But lately, I've been enjoying them a lot. They're really comfy and cool finally. and like airy. Yeah, finally. Okay, guys, I think we can uh, close it out. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast, for being yourselves, for being super fun, for giving people an outlet into our crazy conversations. And uh, I'm really excited, not just for the evolution of ASE, but also for the existence of such cool, empowered women and to have the support system in my life. Thank oh, you for having thank us. You, I thank We you. love you. On some days, Not on all days. <laughs>
2: Disclaimer.
0: <laughs> hey, that was a fun, fun chat. Crowded fun. <laughs> I always love a good crowd.
1: Yeah, Bye. I think it's always crowded. It's always noisy, but it's always... Uh, like a warm Just hug. Just
0: like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, guys, this is our finale. In fact, uh, now would be a good time to bomb us with your DMs on Instagram, to message us, to, in fact, if you have our numbers, <laughs> call us and tell us what did you feel worked for you and what we could do better because we love feedback and we're already looking forward to record our, next, uh, our second season for a Levasse podcast.
1: Yeah. And if you have anyone who would like to be on the podcast, if you yourself think you have something interesting to share about um, mind, body positivity, about your lifestyle, we're more than welcome to open that conversation out here.
0: To a lot of exciting times ahead. This was our finale. Thank you so much for listening for these 10 weeks. Yeah. And go follow us.